STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Okay, we're live. Welcome back, everybody, to episode number 178 of STC Pod, your podcast of the year for 2018. I'm Joe, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Bill. Just say hi to everybody, Bill. Oh, hello, everybody. Very good. Uh, This episode of STC Pod is brought to you by the Barry Game Exchange, uh, Ontario's largest uh, video game it's Canada's largest, well, at least. I, I don't have definitive proof on that. I know it is Ontario's largest uh, video game uh, show. Uh, check it out at www.barrygameexchange.ca if you're in the uh, Ontario vicinity. It's uh, Sunday, May 6th from 12 to 4 at the East Bayfield Community Centre, $5 at the door. And I just wanted to remind everybody... Uh, I will be on the hunt for Atari and ColecoVision game cartridges. Uh, looking for them on the cheap. Me too. You know, I got to get some uh, mileage out of that ColecoVision I have. So definitely need some more titles for that, as well as my Atari. And speaking of which, this episode is also brought to you by the Retro Nonsense YouTube channel, where Duke and family uh, explore all kinds of uh, exciting things and have romps and good times. But especially his latest series of videos called Stuck in the 80s. You gotta check this out. It's where uh, he gets warped back in time, he gets stuck in the 80s, and he gets to explore some cool uh, nostalgic stuff from the 80s. I'm surprised that you could follow it because you're still stuck in the uh, 60s. So all of this must seem like the real future to you, like, uh, you know, uh, hover cars and all that nonsense. Really? I'm stuck in the 60s? You're in the 60s. What, what are you stuck in? Oh, I'm stuck in the, uh, definitely the, the mid-80s, uh, or late 80s, early 90s. And I'm okay I don't know that. what you're stuck in, but it ain't that. I don't know what it is. You're stuck in something. Awfully bad mood you're in today, by the way. Let's get that out no, of the way. No, I'm just focused. I had uh, Big Bear, I Whoa had Bear, the, uh, Transformers, and Video Game Podcast to uh, prep. This gross stuff you've le- left all over That's the desk mine. here. That's your smegma. Jesus. That's your, uh, that's your uh, cock cheese you left all over the room. Well, that's a word that wouldn't come up on the Transformers and Beer Podcast. What were you saying? No. Or on the Transformers and Video Game Podcast. Transform. Oh, right. There's a new word in there. Uh, you know, I was just prepping uh, our shows, so I was very focused, as always. When I set my mind, uh, I'm very... I'm like a missile. Shooting all over you. Uh, missiles have a very hard head, that's for sure. Hmm. And they're very uh, streamlined, aerodynamic... Not, not a lot of drag coefficient on there. That's the that's a good uh, m- uh, analogy then. Well, so what happened with the TMB for last week? Because there was nothing that came up in my feed. Uh, forces prevented us from. Well, yeah. Thank you for uh, subbing to us and following, <laughs> and and listening. Even though I know it's just to see, to see what those two uh, goofballs are up to. Wow. Well, yeah, that's what's the point. new. What's new that that you haven't been informed about and well what happened why did you get i just have a big diva episode and you threw your threw a tantrum i said no record this week is there any other big announcements you want to make maybe uh on that end no not that i know of Hmm. is there anything you want to tell me about it well secrets out if you want to tell everyone about it secrets um, the relaunch of the YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. 
You know more about it than I do. What do you mean, go ahead? You're the you know co-creator. More, you know more about it than I do. What are you talking about? You've been in production meetings about launching this endeavor. No, I haven't. Hmm. What? Well, I went on Instagram for the first time in forever uh, last week. Yeah. And uh, so I got, that's where your partner, M, does a lot of his correspondence. So I saw some of his stuff on there. And he said, check out my video of this uh, this toy uh, convention he went to. Uh, you were probably there and you didn't tell me about it. Thanks for the non-invite. And uh, he mentioned uh, the YouTube channel. So you guys have relaunched your YouTube channel called, I think it's called Transformers and Video Games now. And uh, M's already got three or four videos up. Well, officially... He's relaunched it, and he's put up all the videos that are on there right now. Yeah. And what about Joe? Uh, I have not done anything yet. You have, uh, have you got the codes to get in? I don't. If, I don't know. It depends if they were kept the same or not. Hmm. Maybe, uh. But I haven't, uh, I haven't had time to, uh. I'm sort of enjoying my little hiatus. Yeah, I think M probably just wants to fly solo mission on this so he doesn't have to deal with any of the heartache of uh, uh, keeping Joe occupied and focused, I imagine. Anyways, congratulations on that, M, and already the channel is growing in subscribership, so go check that out, people. Anyways, uh, welcome back, Joe. Uh, what's been happening? Nothing. Got anything to report? No. Nope. Got a whole bunch of notes there. Are we just going to go through your note one already, by one? I already did my notes at the start. What is it? What do you mean? That was it. That was it. Everything you heard me say at the start was my notes. That was your notes. But I'm looking at your page of uh, Chicken Scratch. Uh, I cannot even read it. So I will leave that to you to direct the... I don't have notes. The direction of the show. We just have a free-form conversation for an hour. And, uh, you know, we are the the originators and the purveyors of uh, off-the-cuff podcasting. <coughs> done naturally. We've done it from the beginning. We're the premier edition of it. And uh, the only proper mm. edition of it. Right? Is that directed at anybody in particular? No. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, uh, l let me get some housekeeping out. Did I ever bring up how I watched that Eric Clapton documentary? I don't remember. It I was think on, so. Well, I probably didn't care. So yeah, I imagine you didn't care. I don't know. I can't think of what was this we that Rolling about Stone it. thing you brought up. No, this was strictly Clapton, and uh, I can't even remember the full title of it. But it was on HBO, I think, and it was really, really good. Super inside. Uh, you get to know Clapton from you know babyhood all the way up to uh, today, and uh, he had he's got lots of good stories, man. He had one of these crazy childhoods too. You know, you hear where this happens. Where uh, growing up, the person he thought was his sister was actually his mother. Yeah, I heard about that story. And uh, then about getting into music and, of course, all of his endeavors after that and uh, the whole Patty Boyd thing with George Harrison, which I've watched the George Harrison documentary, the one Scorsese did, and th that version of, uh, jo of Patty Boyd moving from George to Eric Clapton was a lot more lovey-dovey, like... Uh, Patty and Eric just went to George and said, look, it, unfortunately, uh, I'm in love with your wife and we want to be together. And George, according to the George documentary, just went, yeah, no problem. Love has got to be love. So happy uh, to oblige and you two be happy. But according to this Eric Clapton documentary, it was a lot rougher than that. Of course. So, why wouldn't it be? Well, you know. Because we like to think George Harrison being George Harrison might have done that whole, well, you know, we got to go where the love is. But, man, this Patty Boyd, man, what what was going on between her legs? Like, she had not only something written about her, but she had Layla, 
written about her. In fact, the whole Derek and the Dominoes album was about her. You imagine? I've had somebody write a song about me once. Hmm. Really? That's all I'm going to say about that. Are you being truthful? Yes. Well, what? what no, what? that's it. Move on. No. That was. <laughs> We're not moving on it's after be that. One boring show because I'm not saying anything else about it. Oh, we'll get somewhere. No. We found out about your dragon and what his name was. There was nothing to find out about it. You fucking saw it. There was lots. Like, you saw it in the summer. This year? Yeah. Last year. Was it a, a guy or a girl that wrote this song? I'm not saying anything. Was it at one of your camp trips with the uh, with uh, Gandhi and? Not saying anything. Was it a move on? <laughs> it's going to be a long boring. Was segment. it written on guitar or keyboards? What was the title of the song? What was that last thing? Clap. Was that? Did you say it was a documentary? I wasn't listening. Yeah. What's a documentary? Was it? Yeah. Okay. For the show notes. Hmm. So piano? Was it finished? Did someone have like it written out or was it off the cuff just around the campfire? Give me give me the title. What was the title? Stop wasting my time. My Italian Stallion. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, people should look for that. Clapton documentary. It was really good. And there's tons of music in it. It's They have all the license. It's great. Tons of good music. <sighs> Man, this week, not a lot of video game playing because I've been catching up on a lot of TV watching. A lot of shows. A lot of movies. And uh, you wouldn't participate in a bunch of movies I watched for some reason because super hard-headed. This is going to be a boring show. Alright. Alright, let's stop then. What'd you watch? Let's stop. Let's stop. What do you want to bring to the table? I don't know. How many? You how won't much, talk about. You won't talk about much, this song. This much, dude wrote about you. I didn't say it was a dude. Well, you didn't say anything. That's right. How many shows did you watch that are? I wish you'd tell me what you watched so I could maybe you know. have something to say about it. You know, the first one. I don't remember. No, you first watched Jumanji. One I put on. And jerked off to it. Yeah, I watched Jumanji. Which turned out to be a pretty good movie. And you refused. Of course it turned out to be good. You be- refused yeah. to watch it. Which is, <laughs> drove me bonkers. Because it has everything you like. No, you don't know what I like. It had everything you like. You don't know what I You'll like. You'll sit here at work or at home in your leisure time and watch stupid, ridiculous wrestling clips from 1998 over and over again. But you wouldn't sit and watch Jumanji. I don't watch them over and over again. I watch them yeah, once. Yeah, you do. Over and over again. So why wouldn't you watch this new iteration of Jumanji? I didn't care for it. I don't care. How do you know you don't care? I don't want How to do you s- know? I don't want to see the midget and the rock running around. Who's the midget? What's his face? The comedian guy. Why don't you? Because I don't care. But they play off well together, right? They, they're I funny in their other their movies if together. If I had said this was the... the the tits of all movies, you would have been like, this movie is so stupid. Could The Rock be any bigger? How does he even fit into this Jeep that he drives? Well, this is... So this is it's, what's, it's the opposite. This is what's crazy. This is your guy, The Rock. He's not my guy. I don't care. He is your guy. You watch him every night. I do not. You do. Every day I come into work and you're watching rock shit. No, and it's, it's more ridiculous because it's wrestling bullshit. It's the glory days wrestling. That's not the glory days. Yeah. Glory days was before they had to have a big whole conversation before a wrestling match started. I watched those days too, and I enjoy the the attitude slash rise oh. war era. Child, childish it, era. It was, it's, there you go. See, I liked it. That's why you don't like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was rid- Did Sa- you like the first Jumanji movie? Same shtick. Did you like the first one? Like, you got to admit, the first one was a fun adventure, right? Even though it was suffered from terrible character generation. It was okay for its time. But uh, did I think it was great? No. I didn't say it was great. I said, did you like it? It was a fun adventure. Yes? Five out of ten. 
Well, the new Jumanji, you know, obviously they don't have the the issue of terrible CG, so at least that stuff was was fine. And uh, you know, I don't I don't look for the Rock movies, but I don't mind him in comedies because he is a parody of himself in comedy. So that is funny when he's parroting how crazy he is. That's when it's funny. It's like uh, Mark Wahlberg. He's a terrible dramatic actor, but when he's in a comedy, it's like he's a parody of himself. I don't care to see him in either. Who? Wahlberg. I'm talking about The Rock. And Jack Black. Like, you can't go wrong with Jables, right? Here we go. You can't go wrong with him. Yeah, you can. And there was this uh, redhead in this movie that was just devastatingly hot. Man. Wow. So Jumanji. And then, is that enough for Jumanji? Yes, please. And then I put on that latest Annabelle movie, Annabelle something. Well, that was garbage. And you were too afraid I don't to like continue to watch it with me. <laughs> and there was nothing going on in this movie. I don't like it when kids get killed and then the ghosts come back and start killing other kids. No. Through dolls. No one likes that. But yeah. there might have been... It's Anyway, horror movies are so predictable and typical that it's they're a complete waste of time to watch but it was obviously affecting you in the right ways via suspense and thrill because you couldn't handle watching it i just don't like horror movies no not like you were afraid of it you couldn't handle it you kept rolling away yeah because i don't want to see them and then i'm like joe check this out that's happening check out this ridiculous scene that's going to happen with the doll that somehow appears out of nowhere Anyways, it was fun watching you get creeped out. Terrible movie, though, by the way. The second half is just just terrible. Well, it had, what's his name? Uh, Anthony LaPaglia, is that his name? Oh, yeah. He's a garbage actor. Uh, well, I don't know. The first part was, like, cool thriller where you see shadows move and you see the unexplained happen. And then the second half, it just turns into a possession story. So it kind of goes off the rails there. And then after that, uh, another movie Joe refused to watch with me was uh, Downsizing. Yeah. I mean, but we're not doing anything else. So why not just watch it? That's no, what I don't understand. I don't That's why it. I put it on, so I can just knock it off and say, I've seen it, and this is what so I think of it. put something on that... You, there was nothing else on. You could have started Jessica Jones. I don't have you, a magic wand. You've been bothering me because I've been watching season two of Jessica Jones. And you're like, every time you see it on, well, thanks for waiting, or thanks, where's the heads up? Yeah, but you were, you already pricked out on that and started it without me. You could, so you could, why would I there wait? There's no point. Why not? I don't know. You go ahead and watch other stuff. <clears throat> well, it's irrelevant because I can't watch anything like that with you anyway. It says, how many episodes did you have to watch over again? I'm only on episode five. Yet I've heard the same episode several times over. You think so? You what have, happens? Just like you, you think you've well, it's seen like me. time travel with you, right? <laughs> you fall into a warp bubble, and you have to start the show. Just over like again. you think you see me watch the same wrestling over and over, just because it's the same people you see, they're on different days. They usually appear like twice a week. Well, listen, I wanted this uh, look. I wanted this downsizing to be uh, a fun. Obviously, the studios got a hold of it, and their trailers and promotion for it made it seem like a fun, whimsical, like, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of fun, shrinking movie. And, of course, it's nothing like that. They even make a point of uh, when he first shrinks, uh, they bring out this giant saltine pack. He's like, oh, that's so cool. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Because, you know, guilt, a guilty pleasure for me. I wanted to see a movie like that. I wanted to see him devour a giant three-foot strawberry and stuff. Hold and on. get it all over his face. Hold on. But they bring out this saltine pack. And then he goes, what oh, that's the- funny. And then she goes, yeah, I know. I'm going to put this away now so you don't have to see it anymore. And that was kind of a tip of the hat to the audience to go, it's not going to be this kind of movie. What? What's a guilty pleasure? You I like w- eating crackers? No, I wanted, I wanted a sillier movie, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, like them having to 
find their way in a giant world. I, that's kind of fun. Well, but it wasn't anything like that because once they downsized, everything around them was already small. Like, and it made no sense. Like, TVs were that small and computers were that small. So what, did they have whole miniature factories making miniature TVs? Miniature blenders? No, weren't they able to shrink down things? No, they couldn't. Sh- they could only shrink down organic. Oh. Yeah, I get. I, so yeah, none of right. so that didn't make sense. I was looking forward to the giant strawberries and eating giant donuts, but uh, none of that happened. And it kind of turned into like a Wes Anderson movie at the end. It totally goes on its own tangent. It tries to becomes a whim a whimsical. Um, yeah, very Wes Anderson. That's all. That's all I can do to describe it. With environmental preachiness going in there too. So that was, uh, you know, don't recommend it. I don't recommend it. But it was nice to uh, watch it, so I can say I watched it. Time well spent. Burnt. However, <laughs> time well spent is all I can say. <laughs> well, what else am I doing? I don't know. That's right. Don't Some wait. of us are working. Don't waste. So your time. why waste your time? It's uh, overnight. It's overnight. Dude, so, so what? You can do something productive instead of doing something what were you non- doing productive. I was working. Were you sketching a Mona Lisa or something? I was no, working we know on what something. You were doing. We know what you're doing. Something was. I was. Yeah, you know what I was doing. And another a good comedy I did watch was The House with uh, Will Ferrell and uh, Amy Poehler was in it. Very grown-up comedy, R-rated comedy. It's it's a screwball, but I love Will Ferrell, so I thought it was great. You remember that one where uh, they need to earn money to send their kid to college so they convert a house into a casino? and they run an undercover casino. And they don't explain how anything happens. They just go with it. We're just going for the jokes. Like, suddenly this casino has, you know, dancing girls and a beautiful pool and bars and all this stuff. They don't explain how any of that stuff gets in there. It just happens because it's more about getting to the funny bits. So I thought it was, it was good. I can accept that, that that's the rules they set out in this movie, that they're not going to explain that stuff and just get to the funnies. So that was pretty good. And then Will Ferrell, another great Will Ferrell role. He becomes the tough guy. They nickname him the, the Butcher. It's pretty good. Anyways, that movie went really under the radar. Check that out. Mm-hmm. I know you won't. It's not a Joe thing. It's not dark. Can it be dark? I'm not watching any Polar and Will Ferrell. Yeah, you don't want, God forbid, you laugh, right? Uh, I laugh, just not at those two guys, those two clowns. God forbid you laugh. It's like uh, Ramvox and this whole Tommy Boy business. What did what did Ramvox say? I don't know. Who cares? I had to write it down. David Spade didn't take comedy seriously. Well, it's not a serious movie, though. What has Rambach seen where David Spade didn't take comedy seriously? If he were to see any of the team-ups that he did with Chris Farley, Listen, he would see how they were a brilliant team-up. And, and, you know, they talk about Abbott and Costello. That's classically what they were doing was Abbott and Costello, Spade and Farley. How about everybody just leave Vox alone? And who gives a shit if he hasn't seen any of these movies? I'm not saying... That's the greatest comedy in the world. I think most of us are saying there's just so many beats and uh, moments in that movie that people reference that uh, why not watch it and have uh, have a little bit of joy in your life. I say just let Vox be free. Yeah, Vox can be free. Sure. You watch what you want, Vox. I'm staying behind you on this. Who cares if you haven't seen half of these movies? I love it when we have to do these records in the middle of the night nowadays. It's 3.30 in the morning, and you were unbearable. I'm just trying to stand... Unbearable. I'm just trying to stand for my boy, Vox. You start this show by saying, I have nothing to talk about. You go through everything you want to talk about, and then you have a problem with everything I haven't said anything yet. Can you say something? I don't know. Are you done watching any other shows? No, I got a whole there list. There we go. Well, I'll just sit back and I've not gotten be the, to the big ones yet. 
People are waiting to hear it. What's next? It was a big Sunday this last weekend on HBO. Huge H. This whole week has been big on the old HBO. I gave you a heads up. I said, Joe, make oh, yeah. sure you uh, set your clock because tonight Silicon Valley's coming back. Oh, yeah, I watched that. You did? Yeah, it was good. It was excellent. Laugh out loud stuff going on. It was brilliant. It was good. Anything you want to remark about? Anything you remember happening? I loved... <laughs> Well, that uh, I'm looking at Joe thing. G Yang uh, characters. <laughs> yeah, I, I like him to be killed because I can't stand him as a person. <laughs> but uh, his character, where he's trying to uh, somehow uh, finagle Erlocker's uh, uh, house from him <laughs> by trying to prove that he's dead, is uh, pretty funny. But he's left the show, right? So that's why. Last season, uh, the guy who runs Hooli gave him that monk like a wad of cash to keep him all doped up, right? Is that, what's, is that what the case is? Yeah, that is what the case is. Yeah, it was good. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how much longer they can go with the comedy of these guys always somehow screwing themselves over and not managing to uh, move ahead at all with this. Yeah. They go from one idea to another that keeps flopping because they somehow sabotage themselves every yeah. single step of the way. Right? Well, that's the funny, that's the funny bits. It was funny, they are touring new office space to move their company into oh, and nice. they think they're going in this hip uh, loft type open area with all kinds of cool people like a google campus kind of outfit and he leads them past all that into this barren room with uh <laughs> with fluorescence buzzing and that raised floor you know that has the wires underneath it it's got the uh, ac jacks raised up on the floor and they had a whole scene in there it, it was just hilarious the sound of the fluorescence buzzing and uh they were even like, I can hear you gulping from the other side of the room. <laughs> He's like, you can't hear me gulping. And then all the gulping sounds were great episode, Silicon Valley. And after that was the premiere of Bill Hader's new show on HBO called Barry. Did you? No, I did not watch that. That was dark. It had plenty of dark in it. I don't care for it. How do you know you don't care for it? <laughs> I just know. How I just do you don't, know? I just don't care oh, about it. Oh, my God. This is like talking to my father. How do you know you wouldn't care for it? It's dark, and it's a comedy. I like and dark. And Bill Hader is no, really good. I like good. dark action movies, not dark comedies. And I just don't really care for seeing Bill Hader at this moment. So that's why I decided not to mm. tune in. At this moment, I love. I need a saddle to ride your mood swings. Heaven forbid I, I decide I don't care to watch this at the moment. But because you think it's the tits, everyone else has had to listen to you talk about it and tune in to watch it. It was, it's really good. It's about the, this, this uh, hired killer, Bill Hader, who's kind of a lost soul. And he's being handled by his handler is Stephen Root, who we know Stephen Root, how awesome he is and everything he does, right? He was in the office office space I should say mm -hmm. uh, King of the Hill you know Stephen Root mm -hmm. that's his handler and uh, you know he gives him the jobs and Bill Hader kind of stumbles onto this uh, this life of um, the dramatic arts of stage work and uh, he starts he gets the, the acting bug so he wants to start taking acting classes instead of being an, ass an assassin and Stephen Root's like well I don't that probably not going to pay the bills and he's well maybe i can be an assassin during the day and be an actor at night anyways you can see where it goes from there first episode was really good super dark like you like people got killed that's not a people action got movie. killed there was a huge action sequence at the end actually it was very impressive it almost made me sit up in my chair like oh jesus there is this element as well That's called Barry on HBO. I'm not going to write that down. Sunday night also had The Walking Dead, which is 
just off the rails insane, not in a good way. That show needs a new showrunner, needs new writers, new producers. They've completely relied on people being stupid and making completely idiotic decisions to raise tension to the next level. Would you say The Walking Dead? Yeah, The Walking oh. Dead. They just need to just end it. Oh I stopped no, watching. No, they don't need to end it. I, you know, end it while it, they should end it while it was good. No, I. Now I love exploring that world, just like Star Trek. I love exploring space in the zombie apocalypse. I love exploring the zombie apocalypse. What do you love exploring about the zombie apocalypse? That's the thing you don't get to see. I like seeing exploring the abandoned buildings and the abandoned cities and uh, gathering resources and survival and all that. But now we're just stuck in this rut of we're in one location and then we're at war and the war's really silly, and everyone is really stupid how they conduct this war with each other. And, uh, oh, there was some really groan-worthy moments in this episode. Mm. Now, some people are happy with it because action happened and stuff happened, but really groan-worthy things happen. Like, there's no way you're going to sleep through this. If you saw the episode, you know what that means. So, and you want to jump in yet, or you want me to keep going? Well, this isn't, is this, are we turning into a Fandango episode? <laughs> Can we talk about something that you... Let's talk about what happened. What happened when know. Betty wrote that song about yeah, you? Yeah, Betty. Oh, yes, Betty. She wrote a great song. Was she just sitting there in the chair naked with a guitar? Well, I'd like to mention that I, uh, did I finally say I finished that game? Ugh. I finally finished my PS Vita Yutawari Rimono Mask of uh, Mask of Deception game for the Vita. Yeah, I got to witness uh, it. It was excellent. It was the, so uh, exciting. <laughs> he finished it like he began it without touching any buttons. No, there was more battles at the end, and mm -hmm. they actually introduced uh, sort of like live uh, animation in the background as it was going on. <laughs> oh yeah, they actually had moving pictures. Yeah, it really picked up. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought you did uh, not. Why? It's, this is a poser thing. You I'll know give what? Kevin credit for that. He does call out the poser properly. He's got to look in the mirror sometimes too. Anyway, I enjoyed it so much that I immediately opened up the uh, sequel. Yutawarari <laughs> Rimono uh, Mask of Truth. So I have installed that, and oh, I've God. put about an hour into it. Dude, play something fun. Well, I figured there's no point in me jumping to something else, and maybe a month goes by, and then I sort of forget essentially how the story's been going. So I might as well just continue on. I'm sure this story has huge black holes for knock, you anyways. Knock this sequel out. And then just be done with the series and maybe uh, find a place for it somewhere in my top ten of gaming uh, gaming list somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it would be the only time someone would put that in there. I really enjoyed it. I you highly recommend not. it. If you're a fan of JRPGs. It's uh, not even a JRPG. It's bad. It's stills. If you like anime. A series of stills. It's not animated. It's stills. Uh, if you like excellent story writing in the Japanese fashion. Um, How many hours did you have to endure of watching that? I forget what the final count was, but last time I looked, I think I was pushing 60. Oh, it was definitely more than that, especially if you take into all the times you had to rewind because you missed major events. I didn't miss. That happened like twice. Yeah. Anyway, it was excellent. I loved it. And I also downloaded uh, from the PlayStation Network onto the Vita uh, Final Fantasy Tactics because I've uh, I do have the PS1 version, but I don't want to bust it out and start playing with it. So I figure I just keep it portable, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll I have played it in the past, but I just never finished it. So oh. I know Tactics is a game that you would never play. Here, see, here we go. I like it, so you you have to hate it. <laughs> no. I just want you to play something fun Same where your shtick. hands have to be on the controls. Wouldn't that be something? If you actually move the, well, the thumbsticks uh, around? The uh, 
the grid-based fighting system for the Mask of uh, Deception was similar to any other grid-based fighting system. So that was nice. Very, uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. Two burps up. I haven't been able to play any games because I've been watching all this stuff. I couldn't get away from my TV. So after Sunday, what's the day after Sunday? Monday, another giant day in uh, television. Do you know what happened Monday night? No. It was the return of Roseanne. I didn't watch it. Why? Let's hear this one. I just forgot it was on. Oh. No, didn't care, not interested? Uh, I did watch a series when it was on, so I don't know if I want to... Here we go. Check it out again anymore. I kind of had nice, fond memories of it in the past. You had nice, fond memories of it in the past because you watched it all the time? Were you a big fan? Yep. You watched it all? Uh, as much as I could, I guess. Well, uh, we watched a lot of promotion uh, for this leading up to it, and uh, they kept saying it was just like, you know, not missing a beat moving back into the show. And I got to say, it was just like that. It was... Was it delightful? It was delightful. It was... I It, it was without skipping a beat. They were back there doing their thing. And uh, it's very... Even the style is, is like very 90s style sitcom, which took a minute to get used to. Because the laugh track is heavily out front. I thought they were a live audience. Well, it's a live audience, but I mean, unless that live audience is high on drugs, there's no way they're laughing at that much. They were even laughing at setups before the punchline came. It was distracting to the point Mm. where the laugh track seemed like they were doing a parody of laugh track sitcoms, which maybe that's how meta they're going. Like they got Norm Macdonald on the payroll, so you never know. However, once you get used to that laugh track constantly punching you in the face, uh, it, it was really good, man. And uh, like Roseanne, no one delivers that deadpan lines like she can, like, where she's setting the kids straight kind of thing. No one else can say those lines like her. Well, that's just a normal personality. (sighs) True. I would like to be more fun. I'd like to know if uh, you found something more interesting about the show, such as maybe with the ratings we were. The ratings were off the hook. But no numbers. Yeah, I do have numbers in my head. Let me hear them. 18 million. Are you sure? Yeah. Or did you pull that out of your hairy butt? No. That is the number they pulled, 18 million. I, don't, I think that's uh, American numbers. I'm not sure if that's Canadian numbers. That's definitely American. It, uh, the first half that's hour good. was 18 million. The second half hour actually rose, which you'd think the numbers would drop off for the second half hour, but they actually got better numbers in the second half hour. What do you mean? It was hour. an hour show? They had two episodes back to back. I think a lot of people like me, I, w- I wasn't even ready for it at 8. I figured it would be a 9 o'clock show, but it was on at 8. Hmm. So that might have been why the numbers were... A little bit lower for the first half hour but uh, I was worried too that maybe it'd be a bit too much Sarah Gilbert since she's this is her baby she's executive producer on it and she does have a major role in it but it was okay and she had she had a, a spot in uh, it was like the third act on the first episode with her and her son that it's like immediate oh that's an Emmy nom right there for that scene. She does this scene with her son. It gets emotional. And she takes a minute. She takes a beat to let the... To think about what is she's going to... Her character would say next. And that beat was so long that any other sitcom, they would have cut it down for time. But this being Roseanne, where they like to get a little bit real, I think, in some parts, they let that beat really breathe for a long time, and you get to see that emotion happen on Sarah Gilbert, who we really haven't seen act that much in the last little while. And it was brilliant. Roseanne, two thumbs up from this guy. Maybe peel back the laugh track a little bit. Are you going to watch it now? Uh, you've intrigued me with what you just told me about that part. It was really good. And there's this whole uh, side argument between uh, 
Jackie, the sister, and Roseanne because they voted for different people for the presidency. And their barbs at each other <laughs> is is really funny. Uh, so you got to check that out. You know, Lori Metcalf, she's brilliant, right? You remember in the original run, she'd win an Emmy like every year for her? Yeah, I was about to say she won a couple Emmys for the show. Okay, Kevin, what else you got? Oh, keep going? Sure thing, Kevin. How? Tell me about the time Veronica wrote that song for you keep on going. The, the harmonica. Keep going, Kevin. <laughs> this is uh, TV... Yeah, and music, I finally got a chance to play my new Jack White album. Mm. He, uh, Jack White of the White Stripes, Rack on Tours, etc., etc., Third Man Records, he pumped out his latest album called Boarding House Reach, which uh, we shot a uh, an unboxing video. I opened up the special edition I got in the mail, and that's on YouTube. Uh, I don't think I put that on the Cartridge Club. I didn't want to bother people with it, but... Uh, you can find that on Start to Continue YouTube. Just uh, an opening uh, reaction to the package and what came in it. So a week later, I finally got a chance to friggin' play this thing. And it's wild, man. It's a wild record. Very sonically experimental. Lots of weird stuff going on. So albums like this, there's not really any songs on there that are hits, right? I think the opening song will be a hit. That's it? Uh, yeah, the, I think so. Um, it needs a couple more listens. I only got to listen to it once. It's on vinyl for me, so I don't have something I can take in the car or whatever. Did you listen to uh, the 45 as well? No, I haven't listened to the 45 yet. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like, you want to put the headphones on and experience the stereo shit going back and forth in the ears. And I'm not a big, you know, eclectic music fan like, avant-garde stuff but i found it still pretty entertaining there's still that uh foundation of uh his education of blues in every one of the tracks even though it has all this other wild stuff in it like you hear like even chip tune stuff and little bops and bebopping going on but it's all grounded in his vast education of americana are you interested in listening? Uh, no, I'll pass. I will announce that I will be seeing him live and in concert in a few months in Toronto. That's good. Jealous? No. Enjoy the show. You know who I'm going with? Uh, nope. I'm going with my buddy, Kevin Buried on Mars. I'm not surprised. Although he hasn't paid me yet, so I don't know. What do you mean you're not surprised? Well, he's into a bit of a music kick at the moment, so and he's flush with cash, so he'll go see go see the show with you. So when I bought those tickets, the cool thing, you know, Jack White's always pushing the vinyl mm-hmm. or pushing physical media. Uh, when you bought concert tickets, he assured every single person who bought a concert ticket would get that album for free in the mail. So everyone who bought a ticket got the album. And if you wanted to, you could spend a little bit extra. I think it was 12 bucks extra maybe, and you could get it on vinyl instead of CD. Not just a download, physical. Jack White, man. So what are you going to do with your extra copy? No, Kevin got it. Oh. Uh, mine. Yeah, but you mine, said anybody who bought a ticket. Yeah, I don't know. Did I get an extra one? Maybe I'm getting an extra one. I don't know. I should look into that. I thought because I got mine through the vault, they might have already known, but no, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. I wonder if Kevin got his album yet. Um, you know what else I saw on TV last week was uh, on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon that we're forced to watch quite a bit. Uh, Jay Leno came back and took over some of the monologue. I'm no fan of Jay Leno, and I certainly still don't forgive him for what happened with the Conesy. But uh, when he came in and took over, I'm like, oh, you know what? I miss Jay Leno. I miss his Tonight Show compared to this Fallon 
Yeah, I know we were complaining about him before he left because of, uh, well, his, even his uh, sketches were pretty dopey. But uh, I don't think Fallon's been any different, so. Oh, you know, well, Fallon is so, oh, it's amazing. It's the greatest. Well, he loves everything. He's got the, the game show uh, sketches that he does with the uh, with the uh, movie uh, guests that come on and just, you know, it's all this just goofiness where, you know, maybe if actually conducted. For me, I like to see them conduct a real interview where they actually go into some depth or, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, something with substance when you're talking to a guest that comes on your show instead of just having fluff, right? But I'm sure that, you know, these uh, these guests that come on, they're, uh, uh, what's it called, the person that uh, watches them and take their handlers, whatever they're called, what are they? They're PR people? PR people, yeah. You know, they're strict with what they can talk about and probably pre-instruct these uh, hosts Saying you can't ask questions about this or that or this, right? You know? Yeah, we'll see. You know, say what you will about Jay Leno, he still would ask the tough questions. You know, Hugh Grant I would just, came yeah, on. just have some honesty on these fucking shows instead of them being like uh, fluff material. But even when Leno just did this monologue, he just sauntered into this salty, schooled comedian monologue that was just so man. It was nice to see. A proper professional yeah. comedian do a monologue. I uh, I compare Fallon to like uh, what's his face from American Idol. Seacrest. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Ryan Seacrest. Sorry, just everything's so vanilla, right? Happy go lucky. Nothing. Uh, you know, you don't say anything or whatever that would anger somebody. That kind of thing. It's just. Uh, all is right with the world. And it just comes across as fake. Yep. So what would you watch on late night then, if you had a choice? Right now? Nothing. Maybe, as much as I hate to say it, probably Conan. Conan? Conan has a sword. <laughs> Conan is how you pronounce it. Well, it's not forget the good work Jimmy Kimmel's doing. Like, he does some good stuff. Yeah, though I never really watch his shows for some reason. I don't know why. I like Kimmel's monologues because he usually cries or something <laughs> on them. And he, he's, he's being honest, right, when he talks. So, And to be honest, too, I like... Uh, you can be honest. I don't mind Seth Meyers' start... Where he's doing, he does his monologue from the desk, and he usually bashes the president, pretty good. But um, yeah, I think that's probably it. Well, Corden, because he brings back the traditional panel of like three guests. All uh, I don't like that anymore, that. though. I like the panel idea, and I like Corden when he first started. But I've just it's now it's too jokey and too jovial all the time. All right, so you heard it here, Conzi with uh, for Joe, and watch out, Conan's gonna have a primetime special soon, where uh, him and the crew go to Italy. I'll watch that. I know you will, because he takes uh, fan favorite Jordan Schlansky to uh, Italy for a day, and I've seen a lot of the uh, the uh, some remote stuff that they put up on YouTube, and it's gonna be. It's going to be hilarious. Look for that in Why do uh, they just go for a day? April. What do you mean? They're there for a week, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But it's just one episode is what I meant. Oh, it's okay. a primetime special. Anything with Jordan Schlansky is uh, pretty funny. And he reminds me of Joe quite a bit. He puts on airs. Puts on heavy I airs. I don't put on airs. You perpetuate and... <laughs> And create these errors yourself. Calm down. I'm just saying. Back I'm, me up, listenership. I'm, I'm the most down-to-earth person. <laughs> down-to-earth person. Yeah. All right, we're running out of time. 
It's uh, you got one last thing there to mention. What do you mean we're running out of time? Yeah, we you just started flapping the gums. We just started. Are you gonna get this we're limited talk, run? Let's talk about something fun. Okay. Are you gonna get this limited run game coming out? Oh, uh, limited run games starting I don't, I don't when have this. My glasses on. <laughs> you don't have your glasses on. <laughs> when, when this episode comes out on Friday. Uh, for sale on limited run games is their first Switch game called Thimbleweed Thimbleweed Park. Right. It's a point and click adventure from the guys who brought you uh, Monkey Island. Thimbleweed back in Park the day. for the Switch, thirty-four dollars US. Plus yeah, for the standard edition from limited run, you have two weeks to buy it, as opposed to that one day, right? Yeah, they're going to fulfill all orders. It's not like limited no but what's the limit to buying it what days do you got oh yeah like two weeks but they will fulfill all orders they get within those two weeks you're not going to lose out but it is edition 001 for nintendo switch limited run releases so some collectability with it too maybe i i'm interested in it because i did play a lot of the lucas arts games i used to uh here we go that's when we used to be, rent them? No. We No. Mean? You rented a PC game? Yeah. We'd rent them and then we'd mm. make copies and recreate and make our own labels for it. My cousin and I, we'd print off our own labels so we could have our own. We'd take the LucasArts thing and then uh, copy it and then uh, what? redo the uh, pixel art on it and no. then print it off on the labels. No, no, no. I don't think so. Why? I got copies at home still on no, my. I don't uh, think so. So on your printer, like that was that. No. That printer back then. No, my cousin had a laser printer. There weren't laser printers. What we're talking about? Yeah, dot ink printers. <laughs> Which one was it? Inkjet printers, man. No, there was no inkjet. Yeah, there was, Early dude. 90s. Yes, there yeah, was. If you were working for NASA. They didn't have any on the farm, so I know you. <laughs> I know that's why you didn't have any. No, we had the feeder, you know, the feeder printer paper with the yes. holes on I, the side. That's what everyone had. Dude, that's what I had at home, but my cousin had the, the inkjet ones. They didn't even... I, just, just trust me, okay? I don't think so. We used to spend hours doing these <laughs> yeah. custom labels. Okay. LucasArts. And, and, what, uh, and then what? You taped them on? No, we did come on the sheets that were pre-cut, so you run it through the printer. That was that was only like 15 years ago. I'm talking 90s. Yes. LucasArts. They didn't have those pre-cut You don't know what they had. You didn't then. even play anything on a PC, dude. Oh, shit, I did. Yes, I did. No, you Thank didn't. Thank you very much. Not like me. Oh, no. <laughs> Not like you. Anyway, I may consider getting this game, even though I don't have a Switch. But I would get it more for the fact for the LucasArts nostalgia, nostalgia than anything else. Well, there's a PS4 version. Yeah, but the PS4 version is 64 bucks. U.S. It says who? It says the website. That maybe is the big box version. Hmm. Well, maybe. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, if, well, I, if, if it's the same price, then I don't know which one I would get. If we get two copies, does it get cheaper on the shipping? I don't know. I'd have to look. I, because I have ordered two PS Vita games from them at the same time. I forget what the shipping was. But uh, yeah, I'm interested in that. Hmm. Oh, you know what? I'm forgetting the biggest thing that happened in television this week. This is going to blow your mind away, and you're going to be so interested in it. It's not even going to be funny. You want to bet on this? It's not even going to be funny. You're going to be like, oh my God, how did I miss that? And why didn't you tell me about it? Monday night and Tuesday night, we've been waiting for this for a long time on HBO. Judd Apatow's uh, documentary, The Zen of Gary Shandling. The Gary Shandling documentary came out. 
four why, hours. Why would you think I'd be interested? Because you're a human being? Yes. Why wouldn't any human being be interested? Because you love Gary Shandling. we got to clarify this. What? Are you saying not because every, I love it, not, you have to not, not like it? everybody wants to watch it. Everyone should watch it because not only, uh, not just if you're a fan or not a fan of Gary Shandling, the way this his story is told, uh, Judd Apatow had all of his journals to go through and... Uh, <clears throat> Shandling was very Zen-like and had this way of thinking of uh, self-empowerment and how to uh, grow as a person. And uh, it was very enlightening to hear his thoughts about uh, personal growth or how to treat other people. And that's not to say he treated everyone well, but uh, he would, you know taught himself life lessons and they were all illustrated through his journals and um, it's Gary Shandling man he's funny he's awesome who didn't like Gary Shandling Larry Sanders show it's the Gary Shandling show no his stand up hello you remember him in uh, Seinfeld Adam on uh, comedians in cars getting coffee that was a great episode mm-hmm I might check it out while I'm here one night. I don't know. <laughs> you will. <laughs> Anyways, it was really good. And yeah, it was it was super long, but it was really good. It was well done. Uh, and Judd interviewed everybody. And it's not all uh, sunshine and roses. Uh, Shandling went through some things. I don't know if you remember near the end of this, uh, Larry Sanders show, he was... <clears throat> in this huge lawsuit with his former manager. Mm -hmm. You you remember that? Yep. I remember hearing about it. It was a $100 million lawsuit he was suing his former manager from, uh, Brad Gray. You've definitely heard that name in television. He's been, you know, he's part of a lot of properties in television, like mogul status. And he was with Shanling in the beginning. Like, in the beginning... He was just uh, Shandler's guy, uh, Shandling's guy. And, but as uh, Shandling grew, he grew. And by the time the Larry Sanders show came on, he was not only getting money as an agent, he was getting money as a manager and getting money as a show producer. They found out like he was triple dipping on Shandling, making like well over 50% of Shandler's, Shandling's income at the time and then when Gary found out about it just that was like his best friend breaking his heart kind of thing so he sued him and Brad Gray sued him back and why would he care if someone's got to get paid for the job anyway Mm, ethically it might be oh well as well there were uh, there was talk that Brad Gray was taking talent from let's say I'm going to take a couple writers from the Larry Sanders show and put them on this other show I'm working on. Mm. So he was actually stealing talent as well, as well from the show. So yeah, there was lots of ethical things going on. In the end, uh, they settled out of court. Shambling got ten mil, I think. Brad Gray is he the one who's uh, is he the guy with with uh, George Costanza Takei? No, that's uh, Brad. I don't know. Brad. All right, you don't know either. Okay. No, it's definitely not not Brad. Brad Gray. No. Anyways, I was looking forward to that for a long time, and it finally aired. So lots of good stuff coming on HBO. Cool, man. Glad you enjoyed it. Don't forget that Andre the Giant thing's coming out soon, too, on HBO. I don't want to watch that. Why? Uh, I just, I've got my, I I have Here what I need go. to know with Andre the Giant. You okay? have what you need to know. Yes, I just, I enjoyed him from what I remember from his wrestling days and for me that's good enough I don't want to know you know how he was brought up and all the stuff in between 
I just want to remember him one way. In the ring. I don't care how many bottles of wine he could drink and how many women he had at night and Ooh, all this yeah, shit. Yeah, I want to hear about all that stuff. How you'd eat a dozen eggs and a two, four of beer. Yeah, not even uh, be drunk. Yeah, man. And then, of course, he was probably massively taken advantage of in the wrestling federation, right? Yep. Yeah, that, that'll be cool. All right. Well, that was a good episode. I'm glad you got all that off your chest. Uh, it's so fun doing a late night episode with you nowadays. How's that uh, sleep machine coming? Uh, well, how's that? Is, uh, is it coming got, yet? I don't have time to sleep because I'm watching too many shows. Is your sleep machine coming yet? It's on the way. It's being uh, built in the factory right now. Because I know instead of it's on the order pumping iron, we could be at the CPAP machine well, place. It should be a bit of both. You got to stay healthy. Well, let's stay alive first, and then let's pump the iron. So there's your update on that. Good folks. good advice to live by, everybody. Uh, you can find Bill uh, tweeting out those advices, tips on Twitter at STCPod. Uh, check me out at ACDecepticon. STCPod.com. Go there for all your Amazon shopping needs. There's a link at the very top. Uh, we get a bit of scratch from that. Uh, we don't know who buys what, but uh, what people buy and the pennies that we get goes towards getting uh, some new equipment for the show, which we are working on. Keep going. I forget now. Comatose. Uh, oh, yeah, and also we're part of a greater community. <laughs> If you enjoy us, check out, uh, go to cart- www.cartridgeclub.org. Um, other great content creators there, blogs, videos, uh, great community that we're a part of and proud to be a part of. Did you know that our forums are located on there? I, I did know we have forums. People can go on those forums and please let me know what you thought of the stuff we talked about today. Uh, about the shows we talked about. Let's get a dialogue. I will even get Joe to respond to some things on there. On the forums? Yes. I uh, Go to our forums. Please, give me a comment. I'm begging you. And, uh, oh, you know what? Final thing. We'll uh, talk about it maybe next episode. Uh, the Santa Clarita diet has come out as well. We there gotta we che- go. We got to check that out. Well, you liked it last season. I didn't watch it last season. You- we watched it together. No, I mean, I saw one episode. <sighs> wow. This there is, it is. This is how the world turns, guys. There it is. I'm subjected to this stuff. Stay tuned. Next week, we find out what I watched and what I listened to. I, Next week on STC Pod. No more late night records until you get your sleep machine. Really? What what do you mean? Okay. (laughs) I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. All right. Post it and post it. Children be That's what the